Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verses 49 through 56. I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. For I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say it is going to rain, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say there will be scorching heat. And it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? If I told you to go out and greet each other with the division of Christ, you would think I was crazy. Because we have gotten used to what? To the peace, right? We share the peace. We think about Jesus and we think about the Prince of Peace. So if I asked you if Jesus came to bring peace to the earth, you would probably say, yeah, he is the Prince of Peace. He came to bring peace. We know about the peace that passes all understanding which he brings. He definitely came to bring peace. And then you you go to Luke and read the scripture. And it says what? Nope. I came to bring division, and all of a sudden you start questioning, how can Jesus, who is God, who is love, who we talk about as the Prince of Peace and the one who gives us the peace that passes all understanding, tell us that he has come to bring division? Because when we think of division, we don't think of anything positive, right? We think of negative. To be divided, we see as a bad thing, right? We don't see that as a good thing. We see that as something bad, unless you're doing laundry and then divide it as good because you separate it out, right? Use the right colors. But the reality is we think of division and immediately we think negative. So how can God send Jesus to bring division among us? And in order to understand that, then you have to unpack this scripture a little bit more. You have to go back to the beginning of what we read and hear that he says that he came to bring fire to the earth. That he came to bring fire to the earth. And when you think of fire and you think of scripture, the first thing that comes to mind is purification. That fire purifies. That fire makes clean. That fire was used to pull out the gold and the silver from the the minerals. That it is the fire that we associate with judgment and the end times. So Jesus brought fire because he came to reveal the truth of God and he came to show the hypocrisy of the religious people of his time. The fact that he came to show that they talked a good talk, 
but didn't always walk the walk. That he came to show that they pretended like they had everything under control, and the reality is that they were, as he called them, what, whitewashed tombs? I mean, Jesus came to show all these things. Let's think about this. We divide things all the time, and we are also divided by many things. If I said to you right now that we need to talk about politics, we would be completely divided in the house. If I mentioned religion, sports, just about anything, there would be differences of opinion throughout the room, right? We would immediately divide into camps. If I said that UGA was the best team, the Georgia Tech people would beat me. And if I said that Georgia Tech was the best team, the Alabama people would scream out. See, everybody's got a team, right? And everybody divides up by their allegiance. We are divided when it comes to a lot of things. So when Jesus said that he had come to bring division on the earth, he wasn't saying that he was going to cause the division. He was simply acknowledging that the message that he brought would make people choose different camps. There would be those who would choose to embrace him as the truth, the way, and the life. And there would be those that wouldn't. There would be those that would want to follow him and want to be his disciples. And then there would be some that would just walk away because they love things of the world more. There would be those that would accept that he was truly God in the flesh. And then there would be those that would just say he was some great teacher or some great thinker or some great person when he was so much more than that. Jesus was coming to bring division not because he caused it, but because his message was so radical that people would divide into groups that were opposing each other. And our division happens immediately when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives and others don't. Think about that. The moment when you accepted Jesus and you had some friends that did not. And they looked at you kind of funny, like, what you doing? And then all of a sudden, they didn't want to hang around you or go with you to different places. And they didn't want to go to church with you when you told them you were going to church. And when you talked about your faith, they tried to change the subject and move on, right? Because they didn't want to hear it. You see, this is the kind of division that Jesus was predicting would happen. He was basically saying, when you call yourself a member of Team Jesus, when you call yourself a Christian, there are those in the world that are going to be on the other team and are going to say, I don't want to hear it. Because I'm on the other, I, 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 I'm on my team. And I don't want to be on Team Jesus. And there are people all around us that divide themselves in this way. And division is difficult. How many of us like to be rejected? Anybody? We don't like rejection. We don't like people to turn us down. We don't like people to treat us badly. But how much more does that hurt when it happens in your own household with the people that are of your own flesh and blood? That's even harder. And so Jesus knew that this division would spread not just to people that we knew, but people of our own household that decided that they weren't going to be Team Jesus. 
People that were going to decide that they didn't want to sign on to be disciples of Christ. And back in Jesus' time, family was everything. You were known as the son of such and such, of the tribe of such and such, and that was part of your identity. And to have your family turn away from you, that was not good. He knew that there would be people that would come from Gentile roots, and their family would be important to them. And their family would want nothing to do with them once they found out they became Christians. He knew that this division would happen, and therefore he predicts it. He says there's going to be division, and it's going to affect everything, including your family. Or our household, the greatest cause of division is something called monopoly. For those that don't know, you got a board and you got dice and you, you go around with your piece. And when you land on stuff, you get to buy the property that you land on if it's not owned. And then when somebody else lands on it, you get to charge them rent. And the whole object of the game is to sink everybody else, to make them go bankrupt, right? And it gets a little competitive when you start gloating about your mom or dad having to pay you rent. It gets a little competitive when you don't want to do the deal for that property I need because I just don't feel like it. And it gets very competitive when dad is winning and everybody else starts getting a little bitter. <laughs> just, just saying. And you see, monopoly brings out the most divisive nature in us. It causes division because we immediately want to win, and winning means sinking the other person. It means making them go bankrupt. And how many people in their society live their lives in that way? They would step on anybody they could to get ahead. And they're not being guided by love or by peace or by Jesus. They're being guided by greed and other things. Jesus was telling his disciples that his message would cause people to be divided and that those on the other team would not always even follow the rules because they would be playing by different rules. Or we have to forgive, they wouldn't forgive. Or we have to show grace, they won't show grace. Or we have to be understanding and loving, no rule says they have to do that. And it's hard to play on different teams when the rules are different, isn't it? Feels unfair when they're playing by different rules. And oftentimes in Scripture we hear that, that people worry about seeing the wicked prosper. Yet we're supposed to stand up for Jesus. And Jesus was telling his disciples that this message of the gospel and this division that would be caused would affect everything, including family relationships. It would affect their whole lives. Because you're either with God or you're against God. You're either with Jesus or you're not with Jesus. And we have to choose which side we're on. There isn't a multiplicity of ways for us to reach God. There is one way, Jesus Christ. And we need to declare that. We need to say that. We need to affirm that. Because that means that we are affirming the truth that he is the Savior of the world. Jesus knew that the family relations of his disciples had already been strained. 
Can you imagine when the fishermen turned to their parents and said, I'm leaving you to follow a carpenter around. And they went, what? You're leaving the family business to go follow a carpenter? You're a fisherman. What are you doing? Can you imagine how many of those families were a little bit upset about this? How many of them maybe said some harsh words to their children as they, grown men, as they went off? It must have been difficult for them. They had left house, home, and profession to follow Jesus. And he wanted them to understand that he knew that their relationships had been strained. Now, how many of us have family members that don't know Jesus? How many of us have whole sections of our family, whole parts of our family that just don't know Jesus or don't confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? We all have that if you look far enough in your family. If you go far enough into your family tree, you will find people that don't know Jesus. And then you know that there will be that time when you will meet at a funeral or a wedding or a family reunion, and you will be sitting around the table, and you will mention something about your faith, and you will get the wonderful roll of the eyes. Or you will get the walk away. And it is that moment that Jesus is talking about when you will experience the true division between those who follow him and those that don't. Jesus said all of these things to his disciples because he wanted them to know that it would happen so it wouldn't surprise them. So it would be something that they would be ready and prepared to deal with. But then he turned to the crowd. He said, before... He said to the crowd, you guys are really good about telling what the weather's going to be by observing the wind and the clouds and sun and all that good stuff. And if your wind's blowing from one area, you know it's going to rain. If it's blowing from another, you know it's going to be hot. You see, that he, they knew that if it was coming from over the ocean and there was clouds, we're going to get rain. And they knew if it was coming from the desert, it was going to be Hotlanta over there. It was going to be 100 degrees plus. They knew these things, and Jesus said, you know these things. And this is before the weather app and all the good stuff that you can just turn on your phone and it tells you what it's going to be. They had to go outside and actually pay attention to what was going on to be able to tell what the weather was going to be like. He says, you know how to do that. You know how to tell what the weather is going to be. Yet, when it comes to the kingdom of God and what is happening right before your eyes, you're clueless. You don't see it. You see, Jesus was right before them as the Son of God revealed, as the truth of God, and they didn't even realize it or recognize him. If Jesus were before a crowd today here, he might tell us, you know, you're really good about following the news and knowing what the political climate is like. You're really good about knowing what the stock market is doing according to current events. But do you know what God is doing in the world right now in your own community and in your own church and in your own family 
and in your own neighborhood? Are you paying attention to the signs of what God is doing around you? I wonder if we really focused on the kingdom of God, if we were really vigilant, and if we really asked God to show us what he is doing, what new things we would see right in our own backyards. What is God doing that we need to be aware of? What signs of his kingdom are present right in our backyard? These scriptures from Luke that we've been working with all have to do with a similar topic, watchfulness and being ready. And one of the main reasons for that is because we're not. If we were, he wouldn't have to tell us three and four times to be ready and to be watchful. Jesus knew that we were a little scattered brain squirrel, you know, looking off to the side and getting distracted by all kinds of things. And he knew that it was important for us to be reminded that the kingdom of God is unfolding right before our eyes. The kingdom of God is not just something off into the future. It is something that we're supposed to be bringing about here and now. And it is supposed to be something that we're looking for and promoting every single day. We need to share that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And we need to be on Team Jesus, not just sometime, but all the time. Because there are people out there that still don't know that Jesus is Lord. May we be vigilant in sharing the gospel of Christ and watching for those signs so that others will know that he loves them. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for this word. I thank you, O Lord, because you don't cause division, but you know that we will experience division in this life. We thank you, O Lord, that even though we experience that, we can have peace with God through your Son, Jesus Christ. We ask, O Lord, that you will continue to guide and direct us to see the signs of the kingdom of God that is unfolding right before us. Help us to be a part of whatever you are doing in our neighborhoods, in our homes, and in our schools, and all throughout our area, that we might continue to lift up the name of Jesus and invite others to, to know him. We ask you, O Lord, just to be with us, to bless us the rest of this day and the rest of this week. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The altar is always open if we need prayer as we seek to see what God is doing all around us.